Hello, this is Colin Baker. This is Sylvester Mackay. And you, you lucky people, are listening to the GBS Podcast. See you. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Welcome, welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And I feel like it's been a little while. And I feel like we did an episode like three days ago. Was it three days, three weeks? Four, How long has five? it actually been? It's been it's, about... We, I think we did one on the very first week of... January. January, and that was it. Did anything happen in that time? Like the in, in between? Not anything <sighs> significant? I don't think so. Nothing big that I can think of. Nothing off the top of your head? No, nothing. Weighs I, like 10 pounds? I had a really bad ingrown hair I got rid of. Yeah? Yeah. Anything else that was brought into this world? Joy? You could say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a, my, my son is here now. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, little old Theodore was born. Yeah, so we've been a little preoccupied. I say we, but I've been a little preoccupied <laughs> Yeah, I've only been on the outskirts of, of <laughs> yeah. dealing with all of it. Yeah. So, yeah, he was born January... 23rd. 23rd? Yeah. And that was kind of a crazy story, huh? Yeah, fun. so fun fact about that, I think I told you, is he was actually born on my great-grandfather's birthday exactly 100 years to date to that day. Yeah, it's crazy. Literally 100 years. Exactly. Exactly. January 23rd, 1919, and then January 23rd, 2019. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like I said, that means like if you if you ever have a grandson, yeah, if it ends up being like my grand my grandfather's birthday, yeah, hundred years we like, we are just a lineage of right like of that time was, travelers or something. That's like, what I'm saying. It's insane. So yeah, Teddy's here. That's what I call him, Teddy. Yeah, my dad calls him TC. Some people call him T Man Theo. He mm-hmm. I call him Nugget. So right, yeah. So unfortunately, because of that, we've had to delay the podcast a little bit, and we're sorry about that. But in the meantime, since, you know, we haven't done an episode in, you know, about a month, the podcast has exploded. Yeah, so thank y'all for that. I still want to see what y'all think. Just because y'all are watching, I want to know what y'all think of the episodes, though. I want more reviews. So thank you to those that have given us those or sent us messages. Right. But I want more. Yeah, so, in the you know, we have a way of kind of tracking the analytics of how the podcast does through Anchor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love Anchor. They're, you know, a sponsor of the show, as well as the way we distribute the podcast itself. So shout out. But anyway, we're not going to give specific numbers, but I will say that the podcast has pretty much doubled. Since we started it back. Yeah, since we started it back. So thank you so much to everyone listening out there. We really, really appreciate it. And, you know, this is just the beginning. We, We plan to keep going with the podcast Keep bringing out episodes. 
we didn't plan on the little break. We're we're known to do that from time to time. Yeah, we we have so much going on. It's you know it's hard. Right. You know, would I love to do this 100% for a living? Absolutely. But unfortunately, it's not that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and tell you what this episode's about. You can read it on the title, obviously, which is it's our Series 11 review, finally. finally. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's finally settled down a little bit. You know, things have uh, kind of settled in everyone's heads of how they truly feel about right. the series. And I, so I think it actually ended up working out because we're more, we've had time to cool down from certain episodes and, mm-hmm. and what we felt was going on in those episodes to now giving just our general actual feelings Right. Now that it's mellowed out for us. Because, I mean, you think, like, there's episodes, definitely, that I've liked in the past Mm -hmm. that have no lasting effect in my mind. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And then there's other episodes that really stick with you, you know. For the good or the bad. Right. I mean, there's episodes that come to my mind automatically, like, obviously, Vincent the Doctor was a really great one. Mm -hmm. Blank, obviously. All, you know, most of the specials do. But there's always, like I said, those episodes that really stick out. And that's why giving it a little time. We can see if that, if we had that, this right. Because I know, uh, especially in this day and age, everyone's about instant gratification. I'm even guilty of it as well. Like, if there's, I when it comes to technology, if something doesn't work immediately, I just lose my mind. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, is like, you know, obviously, and I grew up. We grew, or we grew up at the beginning of like the internet, so mm-hmm. we used dial-up, and it didn't bother me then. But no, now, it's a lot but now it, yeah. it just bothers me when things I, go slow yeah like um uh, something that i found is um like if when my phone's dead mm-hmm. how like where weird what do you I do feel, yeah. yeah if you don't have it you feel kind of like, it's hard to just, without right. your phone yeah it's hard to just like sit and not be doing anything. yeah exactly i challenge myself with that when i go out to eat to not and it's something i've been looking at in myself to not bring my phone with me or not be on it when i'm out eating with people or hanging out with a group of people so, like, this has nothing to do with Doctor Who, but the next time you're with a group of people, look around at how many people are on their phones texting people and talking to people that aren't even in that room. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But the point I bring up about that is, like, with instant gratification is, is, like, you, especially online now, anytime, like, anything comes out, reviews for it come out right away. Yeah. You know, you watch the new Avengers movie. It's going to have reviews before it even comes out in theaters. Right. And... The thing that, you know, because I'm guilty of it too, is like I've done it with Doctor Who. Because there are other people who I listen to their reviews of things, and there are things I read. And the the point I'm trying to make is, is like, that's, you know, I can understand that. But I think a review can be even better given some space. No, I, yeah, absolutely. It gives you space to, you're not as, it's like when we watch, when we do, when we would do a, review of an episode immediately after watching it which we did that almost every time it's fresh in our minds how we feel about it at that moment right we may have given it a completely different review if we'd have waited a week or two for sure for sure because i mean there was the we talked about it in our rosa episode because obviously we had a delayed review of rosa um that my second viewing of it was actually a little better i still didn't like the episode but my second viewing I tend to actually enjoy it a tad more. Yeah. And they, they obviously that was partially due to the the fact that everyone was talking about it being a fantastic episode and watching it. So we felt like we had to flat. go back and be like, do we do we miss something? Right. Like, is because 
again, we're not experts. We're not even guys that claim to have all the Doctor Who knowledge. We just talk about it because we love that. the show. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I'm, okay, well, let's let's get Gail on the phone and see who wins out in a, in a Doctor Who knowledge contest. <laughs> Bring it. So, anyway. <laughs> but before we get into our review, you know what time it is? It is time for this week's Doctor News. Man, I don't even know if we can call it this week's. I think it's like this month's or month and a half's. Okay, all right. So let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me do it. Do it again. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're going back. Going back. Now it's time for this month's Doctor News. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I've got some news for you, dudes. So we've had a lot happen since we took a break, you know, Jace. There's been a lot that's gone on. Uh, we've lost a couple people. So, I know. You know, and one that really truly hit me is because everyone lo- loves his son. If you're if you are a sci-fi fan, you're you have to know who Mark Shepard is. He's in everything. Yeah. Mark Shepard is literally in every fandom you could imagine. You know, <laughs> supernatural. Doctor Who, he was in Leverage, you know, all these shows, he's there, okay? Right. Well, his father, uh, W. Morgan Shepard, uh, passed away in early January. I think it was about the first week of January. And you'll know him because he was in the 11th Doctor story, The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. He played the older version of FBI agent Canton Everett Delaware the Third. Yeah, so Canton uh, was the character if you remember it was the old man who came in with and the, with the, the gas. gas yeah and that was that was mark shepherd's father who yeah. mark shepherd played the younger i didn't version. know that i yeah, actually didn't, didn't know, know they were related no yeah that was his father so he passed away and he was known in acting well before that it's mm-hmm. just you know it's it's sad to see people go you know especially those that of someone that you love as an actor and it's their well, it's family. crazy we have actors and actresses dying from new who now yeah yeah and, uh, you know, I'll get to that. I'll get to that one. Because um, I kind of want to go in a little bit of an order. But after that, of course, Big Finish is still doing their War Master with the Eighth Doctor. Which is cool. I love audio adventures. And I love how they bring these characters together. So, like, you know, Paul McGann and uh, Sir Derek, uh, Derek Jacoby bring, bring them together to do their roles. And mm-hmm. kind of battle it out in the Time War. You know, But what? it's so weird to me because... Maybe it's just I don't know. It's me diving too much into who who mm-hmm. to think. I feel like unless it's just gone too long, he's forgotten. He would have known who that was when they ran into him on the Yana, you know, or whatever. Uh, when David Tennant's Doctor, the Tenth Doctor, ran into him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he would have been like, I know who you are. Right. You know, um, but I mean, then again, so much has happened to the doctor since then, you know, he, he could have so many faces he's seen, maybe forgotten. Here's a point, And this makes me so happy. And you'll understand why here in a second, yeah. there'll be of the people who listen to this, there might be one person out there who, who catches this reference. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to say, it oh, don't, one, is it what of, I think you're going to do? It's one of my favorite things ever. So Derek Jacoby, as you know, and John Hurt. I Both knew, the I War Master and the I War Doctor. I'm not excited. We're in one of my favorite dramas of all time, I, Claudius. Ugh. And it saddens me to know that they never were able to do a Doctor Who thing together. together. I get that. Because, I mean, I they're so good. This just, again, Sean hates it because I watch that drama like once a year. Oh, man. Since 
for ten years. Yeah, more. I, I've yeah, I've seen it so many times because I just love it so much. Just not a Doctor Who thing, but it has Doctor Who actors in it. Absolutely. Actually, it even has classic Doctor Who actors in it because it came out in the yeah. late seventies, early eighties. There are actors who were in especially uh, the one I'm thinking of specifically is Pirate Planet, where uh, it's a Tom Baker story. There are two actors in that story that are in I, Claudius. Obviously, Derek Jacoby and John Hurt are too. So just check out I, Claudius if you want to see classic Doctor Who actors in a completely not science fiction story. To me, I watched it once and it was good, but I'm never going to watch it again. Uh, anyway, yeah, continue. So we did our review of Resolution. Yeah, it's you our know, most it, uh, listened it, to episode. Yeah, we did our review of that. It's the very first New Year special. You know, of the new series, uh, we got the Dalek in it. Now we've had time for the final ratings to set in. For yeah. That. I think it was a little tough to release because, you know, especially in the UK, they have the New Year's fireworks on BBC One. Right. So obviously that's going to be the number one. You're, you're taking views away automatically. Millions of views for that. But the official ratings were 7.13 million viewers, according to the figures. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, of course, they, that doesn't include anyone that watched it the day after. We say that all the time. You know, these numbers are who, specifically people that watched it that day. I'm sure it's higher. Uh, the final rating is the lowest consolidated rating for a Christmas slash New Year special since the series returned in 2005. Um, again, see, it's hard to manage. You it's know, hard. What, yeah, it, it what, really is. What exactly dictates that? Because because uh, you'll you'll go to other reviews. You know, I've talked about it. You'll go to other sources, and they'll say that this is the most popular series right that's something the you know what before we get into our review because we probably won't talk about it during the review so much is that there's a lot of confusion out there about how what the ratings are because i like you said i've seen people say this is the most watched doctor who series of all time and on the exact same coin i've seen it's always been it's it's, it's like the, the lowest. Least. So I don't really know what to believe. So I want to say that it's here's what I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna play in the middle of the road. You can't if you, you can't just go off the viewing figures from people that watch it on television the day it's right. broadcast. Okay, I think that's that's wrong. I think those numbers will always be lower as the years continue. Those numbers will continue to get lower. Now I think that the way people watch it afterwards, whether they download it on their phones or tablets, or they watch it on some sort of streaming service or whatever, there's only so many ways you can track these things. Because I mean, the thing with us is how you know very rarely. I mean, I don't think you ever do, but there very rarely will I watch an episode. You know, on we're obviously in the states, so watching it on BBC America. If most people. Like, you know, especially us, we'll use our PlayStation 4. Yeah, we'll, I'll uh, buy it on the PlayStation Store or, or something. Uh, and we'll watch it on uh, BBC America's website. Yeah. You know, like now, things like that, th- that's tangible ways to track. If I watch it on BBC's website, they can track that I've watched that episode. You know, but they don't count that in viewing figures. Right, well, but the, again, let's, let's go... But there. if you use all of that, it might be. If you add all that in there, it might be the most watched, but there's no way to... Add Accurately determine that I don't think right here's the thing and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast is I you know obviously TV is completely different now than it was even 10 years ago yeah and I think that people are watching more video content than ever in the history of the human race oh for sure like I I, I don't I don't buy the 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 
comment that people are watching less TV. I don't... They're I think just they're watching, watching less, less live TV. Less traditional TV. Yeah, I think people are watching less people live are television. Constantly watching videos. I on think their we phones. I think we will eventually reach a point in television where it'll still be there, but I think it'll be less prevalent where time slots mean anything. Yeah, very, I mean there's so many things that still well, okay, let me back up. There are still some things that people have to watch live. Only thing that I can think of really that really matters to watch live is sports. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that, even time slots for that isn't really relevant because the people, no matter what time you pick, people will be somewhere to watch that if they want to. That's a huge thing. Right. You know, some people call out of work to watch sports. Hey, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I've called out of work I've to called call, out, uh, watch a hockey, hockey game. game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it just happens. So I think there's going to come a time 10 years down the road, even maybe even before, where time slots are irrelevant and when it comes to a TV show. Someone, every every show can be released at the same time, and it's all about who watches it on a platform somewhere at that point. Right. So, And they'll find ways to track all that stuff. Who knows? But moving on, I just think it's really interesting how it's hard to determine now how popular a show is based off viewing figures. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's... I, I think Doctor Who... Doesn't have a lot to worry about in terms of viewing. Yeah, I don't think so I, I do. Th- I would like to know how it compares, but it's hard. I think. Yeah, and I, it again, the, there's so much misinformation out mm-hmm. there. It's hard to to you know determine. We're obviously not. We don't work. Yeah, I, at the rating. I have a clue. This is just like me that. talking about it. You know, my own thoughts. But um, it, yeah, it's just interesting. You know, but some awesome news. You and I have talked about this before. David Tennant now has his own podcast. Yeah, I know. He's going to put us out of business. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that, I guess. Not really, but it's David Tennant. And does he have a name for it? Yeah, it's called David Tennant Does a Podcast With. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clever name, that's, Yeah, guess. that's what it is. And you'll see he's done. he does actors, you know, Ian uh, uh, McKellen. McKellen. Jesus, I couldn't talk. Yeah. Words are hard, you know. I just had a baby. Yeah, that's Gandalf. Okay, Magneto. yeah. I yeah. just had a baby, okay. Um, but moving on. Uh, Mad Men actor John Hamm and, of course, current Dr. Jodie Whittaker, they've all been on it. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be really interesting. No, it is It, it is interesting. He, he talks about, you know, he, he did an interview about his podcast and how it's kind of just kind of happened, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't looking to do a podcast. He was just talking to people about it and just so happened to come around. And when talking about having Jodie Whittaker on it, he was saying how, you know, what kind of advice did you give her for playing the doctor? He goes, I didn't give her any advice about playing the doctor. I gave her advice on what to expect right. when you're the doctor. Because no matter what happens, people are going to see you as the doctor. It completely changed, changes the way you live, where you go, what you do. You know, I think that probably none of the actors who've done the role ever kind of try to inform them. He of says an- that. Of how to do it, he says that he goes. He goes. No, none of the previous doctors give you advice on how to play the doctor. That's something that you learn in drama school, how to be an actor. We tell you what to expect while you're the doctor. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny you say that because I listened to an interview with Tom Baker talking about like regenerations, and one of the things that he says is exactly that, which is like he's like you know when Peter took over the role for him that he. He didn't give him any advice. He's like, I would never give advice to another actor on how to play a part. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, because I wouldn't want someone to tell me how to play a part. And I think that's something actors have together. It's like a, a, a un, unspoken rule. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell me how to act. Right. You know? Well, because, I mean, you're you're the one playing the role. So and you everybody need to trust does it differently. your instincts. Obviously, yeah. it's good to have people around you mm-hmm. who, who are helping you. But I don't... Especially with a show like Doctor Who. And it, it's, it's such a... It's such an iconic role. You can't really tell them how to do it. They're just you gotta let them do it. They just gotta do you it. Know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we were talking about losing people in Doctor Who and how we've lost people now in New Who, which we just talked about. Right. Um, Morgan Shepard, but now we're talking about Clive Swift. And we've talked actually talked about Clive Swift on a previous episode back in the day before we brought it back, mm-hmm. before we regenerated back into what we are now. Clive Swift, he, he died at the age of 82. He's actually appeared in two different Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, I didn't know this. I knew about the one, yeah. obviously. Uh, he was actually, he appeared in the Sixth Doctor. Co- uh, Sixth Doctor. Sixth Doctor. Sixth Doctor. <laughs> uh, Colin Baker in this uh, story, in the story Revelation of the Daleks. He uh, he, he was playing, what was his name, Jobel? I don't know, is that, are you seen it? Jobel? Um, the mm-hmm. chief em- uh, embalmer of Tranquil Repose on Necros. I don't know. Ne- I remember that episode. But but I don't remember, not necessarily remember. I don't character. remember the character. But he was he was in there, and then of course he played in David Tennant's Christmas special, Voyage of the Damned. Did he have a name? I mean, Mr. Cooper. I think it was Cooper. Yeah. I don't know if they had a first name. Heck, if he did, whatever. Mr. Cooper, who was the employee aboard the Titanic. He yeah, was I remember the, the, the one with the, the miss, the bad information. Bad information about eating the people from Turkey. Right, right. You know, right. and all that sort of stuff. And at the end, the doctor gives him a credit card. and It has a million pounds. It has or a something. million pounds, and yeah. he just goes off on his way. Right. You know, and I expected him to be, like, hit by a bus or something, but it never happened. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what to expect on Earth. But we talked about him before, and what we talked about is how he actually had an interview. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about this. famously, famously known because it's such a grumpy interview he interviewed with doctor who magazine and he was just berating the interviewer for because for what he thought was silly questions Mm -hmm. you know and he just it was it was apparently like super just condescending but yeah he he's he left us now in 2019 so he's he's gone too i don't care what happens i seeing actors that have been in episodes makes me sad so it's just sad to see people go no matter what yeah yeah and i it's you know obviously they were older actors when they done did the role, yeah, you know, but it's still sad. It is. Um, so the Doctor Who Le- uh, Doctor Who Legacy, the online game, mm-hmm. is actually closing. They they decided not to renew the license for the game, so it's actually gonna it oh, it launched in 2013, and they're actually to coincide with the 50th anniversary special, and right. it kind of just took off. You know, if you've never played it, over time it actually evolved to have every every version of the Doctor and over 200 companions. Hmm. It was it was crazy, um, but they're gonna they're shutting that down because I guess they just don't want to renew the license and continue going yeah. along with it. All right, I think what they're saying is that the game though, like you'll st- if you have it on your phone, you'll still be able to play it. There won't be a new updates and stuff. And there won't be any updates. There won't be any in-app purchases or anything like that. So we talked about rewards before. How Doctor Who has already won a couple of awards. Yeah. So at BAFTA, the Doctor Who won again. This time. Then the episode Rosa was awarded the Visionary Arts Organization Award for Television Show of the Year. 
And what that is, is the awards are given to celebrate culture, media, and like entertainment that have made a positive social impact via film, television, music, theater, literature, and so on and so on. So, again, not our favorite episode, but it it won something. So, I mean, good for Doctor Who. Again, it, it just seems like they're... I hate to say this. I really do. But it's almost like they're patting themselves on the back a bit with this. Like, Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, The episode was not... You know, obviously it touched on an extremely tough issue to talk about. Something that, yeah, is tough to make any kind of entertainment product about. But so maybe it won an award for trying to work on a a tough episode or yeah. a tough subject. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, but at I, the same time, I, I we know. you know listen to our Rose episode, how we feel about that episode. We didn't like absolutely hate it or anything. But I, if it were me, did it warrant any kind of awards in my head? No. Do I hate that it got one? No. I mean, good for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Sure. Anytime Doctor Who gets something, I mean, awesome. But I mean, we were talking about that interview that I was telling you about with, or with David Tennant, and he was actually asked that question: What do you think of the backlash against the last series being too PC? And his words were: Is it possible to be too politically correct? Like, what does that even mean? Doctor Who is all has always been about its exclusiveness, like bringing things into it. I mean, inclusiveness. Inclusiveness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Respectfully, of course, because I love David. <laughs> it's always good when someone starts with respectfully, of course. Right, right. I love David, and I, I would never dare to question him, I guess. I, um, in all seriousness, uh, yes, there is a such thing as too politically correct. And what I would say, what does that mean? It means politically correct and correct aren't the same thing. Yeah. Like, do I think inclusiveness is important sure i think that everyone should be given a fair shake like if you're writing a show we've said this before i don't care who they are or what they look like as long as they're they're it's good and they're the best person for the job what i think a lot of people see and i see or what a lot of people are saying and there is a part of me that agrees with it is that the show you know has done a lot to be like hey we are we are doing this yeah like we are look we have this person on our cast and look we have this you know and these stories you know we've included these people and and like i said on one side of it i get it right like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring to light or not even to light if you're gonna talk about issues that are going on and things that are like big in the world today it's fine. Just do it well. Well, yeah, that was my biggest gripe. And I guess we're getting more into our review stuff, so I don't want to go too in-depth. I would just say to what David Tennant said there was, is yes, there is a such thing as too politically correct. And it just means that don't try so hard to to prove that you're being diverse. Yeah. Just be diverse and then... <clears throat> tell interesting stories you know i don't think we need to be like you know hey we have a black person on on the cast we have an indian woman we have a you know we have a gay character this this and that that's great you know no one maybe maybe it's just me i never can remember a time where 
you know, people were like making it a big deal that Captain Jack was a, anything other than just a good character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people would obviously bring up that he was pansexual or whatever sexual he is. But it wasn't like a big deal. But you had yeah. I didn't see anybody like posting on Facebook that Doctor Who was championing blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Because again, it's it's a TV show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good to have people represented on TV. Because I mean, we live in a world where people are different, and that's fine. But like, I don't care, you know, to for my TV show that I love to be my moral guiding compass for life. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I know I get what you're saying, and, and you're right. But and you know, there's two sides of every coin. People are going to think what I they see think. one way, and I yeah. see like again, but, you know, yeah. that's. That's neither here or there. So we've spent a lot of time on Doctor News to catch up on what we've, mm-hmm. you know, what we've missed and what's been going on since we've been gone. So I think it's I think it's time. We're I, gonna jump into our I, review. I, I think it's finally it because we have a lot to say. Yeah. So one thing I will say about this review, we're gonna go. I'm gonna just lump in resolution because I feel like that again. Just lump, just lump all. I'm including that series eleven. Just lump it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And because. I said this on the resolution episode that I felt that it was more of an ending to series eleven than, than the actual ending that it was supposed that, to be. Right. So first, we'll just break down characters, and you, if you've listened to episodes in the past, we'll probably re-say things that we've said before, but we're going to try to do it. In a, Heck, oh. there might be points where we contradict ourselves on certain things. Sure. Because because like we said, we've. We've gotten to the point now where it's settled in our heads. Right. You know, we're now we're just recalling how we feel at this moment. So we may say something completely different than what we said previously watching the episodes. It's funny you say that, too, because this is something I, I learned from the TV show Parks and Recreation. I hate the show. I love it. Anyway. It's a horrible show. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> There's a point, you know, where uh, she's, you know, a politician, and she's asked a question, and she says... He gives an answer to it, and then they say, hey, you flip-flopped. Meaning, like, you said one thing in the past, and now you're saying this thing. And you hear that a lot in politics. It's like people's views change. Well, people's views change, and, like, sometimes you just learn new information and change your opinion, you know? Yeah. Or, it's it's or, not flip-flopping. Yeah. You're just different. You grow. You change. Yeah. You, you know? Or you've had a chance to think about it more than when you said it, because you were thrown on the spot. Right. You know? But uh, let's talk about the doctor. Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump in. You know, the Doctor, again, this this whole series, you know, not just one episode, we're not just talking about one episode as a whole, was kind of lackluster. There wasn't enough there. I agree. Something's still missing. There's some key part to, I think, and I think it's the personality is missing. I don't know, because, I mean, there's things that, about this Doctor that I did kind of like. Yeah. I mean, I will say the positives are, I don't. I definitely, leaving this series, don't think, oh, wow, a woman can't play that role. I've never thought that, and it was more solidified. I, her being a woman really had no impact Impact, other than I was just interested to see how it would be different. And the answer to it is not not really. We had a couple spots in there where they, they brought up the fact that the Doctor was now a woman, and she was like, Wow, it's harder to do this than it was before. Right, and some of that I thought was funny. Yeah. Because I, I, I appreciate when the doctor is self-aware or self-deprecating. Yeah. Because that is a, a, there's a, there's a tightrope walk with how the doctor sees him or herself where there's points where she's like, 
the doctor in different regenerations has been very boastful, but at the same time is somewhat aware of his her faults. You yeah. Know? So I enjoy that. And there was some of that in there. Thing other things that I, I I liked, I guess, was I mean, I didn't have any problem with her clothes. I no, yeah, the, fit, the outfit the was fine. Um I like the quippiness. I did like the quippiness. Yeah, but it's like it, you know you know, not that she said this, but cell phones. I love cell phones. Or would I like this? And then she answered herself, go back and forth. Uh, there was something I, I said uh, throughout reviewing these episodes is the doctor always tended she would like say something and then rattle a little, a little at bit. the end. I, I thought I liked that. I thought it was good. And yeah, I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it was it. just like, you know, she would say like, Oh, you're gonna like you're gonna listen to me because I'm the doctor, and then look to one of the companions and be like, "Was that too much? You yeah. know, was, was that, that was that too much? Yeah. Like, yeah. I th- thought it was interesting. I, I like that part, but again, there's something that just well, can I tell you? And I've said this before. Oh, can I, I tell you what I think was missing? Was just the dark side. Yeah, but I, I, and I've said it before, and you think you say that I'm just I'm giving them an out, right? I, I think that would continue. But I think that that's how. They wrote it because the way they ended series ten, mm-hmm. I believe, the doctor was said just be kind in his whole speech and just let it. You know, he had two speeches where he was talking about being kind. You know, but the doctor and, has almost always been kind, even yes, when he was... But he's like, just be kind, you know, or whatever. And he he let go, and then this doctor comes in and she's just nice and happy and wants to f- just friends and stuff like that, and is more trusting now i think that's the thing is she's more trusting than okay the doctors have can been. i uh, what i'll say is the problem with with it is when i say dark side i don't necessarily just mean being mean no no i know and you know oh, the there's a certain level of mystery to the doctor like he you know knows things that you aren't privy to as yeah. an audience member like, you can... Okay, think back to The Rings of Akaten. Great episode, right? Not great the episode. greatest episode, but I one love it. One of the greatest speeches, though. One, yeah, it was a great speech. And, um, you know, he says that in that speech. You, you really see the the knowledge, you know, because he's giving that monologue. He breaks, you know, down in tears, and I know secrets. And, like, you know, there's knowledge that I will basically, you know, go to his grave. That type of thing. There's always a layer to the Doctor that you don't, you just don't know. And with this Doctor, because I feel like they were somewhat maybe afraid, because it was the first female actor to kind of give her any type of negatives. Yeah. They try to keep everything light and bubbly and happy and positive for the most part. Not just that, but just like there was, they didn't want, you know, this Doctor to almost not have any faults besides her own her own getting yeah. nature. Yeah. And I, I mean I bec- because of that, just to wrap this point up and I'll let you go. I think that she just didn't have any mystery and there was no there was no command. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it it, it was like no, this There was zero command and we've talked about that before. It was you know, obviously they did the thing where they wanted the companions to seem more like teammates than assistants. Yeah, exactly. 
Which is, I, I guess I understand. I get it, but also it's, I don't know. It's different we, we than what just, we've seen. Some, yeah, it's different than what we've seen, and some parts of it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And this this doctor, besides humor, and besides empathy, like I did get the empathy nature, because that's an important part of being the doctor is having empathy. I mean, obviously, it's a being who's lived for so long and seen so much conflict and everything that, you know, one of the shining qualities of this character is that even after seeing all this death and destruction and you know, losing people, and, you, you you know, most people would probably become completely calloused to yeah. everything. I mean, we had certain parts where the Doctor was, like, giving people, like, a, the, the enemies a choice. Yeah. You know? But we also had a lot of... It didn't seem as imposing to no, me. No, not as imposing. It was, like, David Tennant being, like, you know, his one of his very first episodes, you know, where he throws the apple... At the switch and drops the enemy off the level. Right, right. Like, level. like I'm, that's level. who I am. That and that's who I am. No second chances. Right. Yeah, I'm a man who doesn't give second chances. Yeah, that's in, that's imposing. Like, oh crap. Right, right. And I mean, I'm not saying that the the doctor has to do that exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like one of the things I love about Peter Capaldi, there are obviously a, lot, a great number of episodes that I did not enjoy throughout his run as the doctor. Mm-hmm. But. He has a real ability to command the room that he's in. Yeah. And just Peter Capaldi, the actor himself, is just such a great actor that he can do that. The, this doctor, because there seemed like to be more focus on humor and equality between him, herself and the companions, and the companions and... that we lost that bit of... Mystery and... And the doctor being in charge. Yeah. Like... We would be told by the characters, you know, Graham or Ryan or Yaz or whoever, that the Doctor was in charge. But you, did, there was but no you didn't get that screen feeling. presence. You didn't get that feeling. Yeah, and I don't know. I, like I said, I think that's the way they... I mean, obviously that's the way they wrote it. But I, I agree with you on a lot of that. Now, did I enjoy her as the Doctor? I didn't enjoy her, but if I break down just the Doctor, it was... Un- underwhelming? Underwhelming is the word, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I didn't hate her, but I look. It, I still look forward to seeing what's next. Sure, but the, that's just Doctor Who for me. I'll, I'll say this, and I, I don't. You know, you can be controversial to people who can't. I don't care. My least favorite modern version of the Doctor, so far. So far, well, yeah, so far. Season t- series twelve could blow your mind. Sure, you never know. I'm open minded enough. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm. I've written her off. Yeah, it's just no. You know, now that I've had a chance to, you know, oh, you know, I'll come back to that. That's, I mean, what what do you have next for us? What are we gonna talk about next? Well, obviously, we'll talk about some more characters. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about because it's a positive. We just kind of, I don't want to say we we railroaded <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, doctor, yeah. but we didn't say a whole lot of great things. Is Graham? Yeah, we. I mean, we can talk about uh, the uh, the companions individually. Uh, Kind of in a way, but I think we should also lump them all in together. No, we, um, we'll just yeah, we we'll just kind of talk as we go. Graham was awesome. He, in, in my him. opinion, he was by far the best thing to happen in series eleven. I agree, hundred percent. I think one Bradley Walsh is a great actor, phenomenal actor. I I, I really get the and I, someone said this to me. And I played it on an episode talking about 
he doesn't have toxic max masculinity. And I know people use that as a, a politically correct term, but I, I this is one of the few times where I hear that term and I agree with it. Yeah. Where you get a lot of ma- overly ma- characters who are their, you know, like older men in TV tend to be more dominating in the way that they come across. And Graham definitely had a presence about him of he you know was adjusted and he had somewhat of a control to things going on around him but he wasn't he was never overly emotional you know he he was he, he again there was the line it was like talking about that all the positive qualities of grace almost adopted into it yeah absolutely I, he, and i think that's what graham's character was is you had you had graham who was trying to get his step grandson, basically Ryan, to welcome him into the family. It had been mm-hmm. going on for years, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to accept him as his grandfather. And then the stuff happens with Grace, where she dies, and he kind of like embodies what who she was to keep her alive. I think is what it was. Right. And throughout that course of doing that, we had the relationship between him and Ryan. Mm-hmm. get closer and closer and closer and closer throughout the series to ultimately culminate in Ryan calling him granddad and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Giving him a fist bump. But Graham, Bradley Walsh, Graham, whoever, who, whatever name you want to say, had just a presence in those episodes that could just tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, there were parts... Again, you know, you never saw him, like, wail or break down. No, but his crying. eyes would get glossy, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and you could see him kind of tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way he, he he would speak. Like, I remember the one episode, I think it was the Demons of uh, Punjab, when he knew that that guy was about to die. Right. And he couldn't stop it. And he got right. He got emotional. Yeah, that was really good. And was, was like, you're a good man. Knowing that he's sending this guy to his death, but can't do anything about it. Right. And the same thing with the Rosa episode, where he hated it, but he had to become a part of history. Right, right. I I mean... Those we, moments for him just were so impactful. I think, if I were to look at every Graham moment throughout this, like, the big Graham moments like that throughout the series, they were the most impactful parts of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that... I mean, there, I'm sure there'll be people out there be like, oh, of course you hated the woman and liked the man. The old white guy. Yeah, but I mean, but, whatever. Think what you want. <laughs> I just, I, I, I do think he's good at, at that role. And since we're going to talk about Yaz and Ryan here in a second, I'll say this too, that I felt the series would have been much stronger if Yaz and Ryan weren't there. Or, or at the very least, that... Not there every time. That they weren't. On the adventures with them, that they were like just randomly, like your Mickey Mi- and yeah. Jackie. Yeah, type, you know, like I agree with you. Now, I, okay, I, well, I kind of agree with you. I think if you had Ryan there, it would have been okay. It's we've said it countless times. All three of them just was too much because every episode, one or two of them got left out. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Yaz because that that just that this one. Do you like? I, I feel like... Think of an episode where... Even the ones where it was specifically about her family. Think of an episode where if you took her out of it, would it change the ending? 
I mean, besides Demons of the Punjab, I can't really say there that she was crucial in any other episode. Even, like, you, know, you could say that, you could be nitpicking and say, of course, because she did this or that. Just from a really a strong emotional aspect, I can't really think of it. They just... Okay, so with her, they set her up as this... This... This do uh, not doctor, this police officer, you get to her background, police officer. Oh boy, they... This police officer who who is underappreciated at work, you know, and not taken seriously to do on big cases and stuff like that. And it never comes into play in the series. Wow, uh, yeah, you you started going down on a track and I just realized that, that they never... Uh, that they gave her a background and never used it. Yeah, it was never part of anything. any story ever. Wow, that's same true. kind of same thing with Ryan, Ryan and the dyspraxia. Dyspraxia, where they mention it, but it never comes into play. And one episode in particular that I think it really, really, really should have come into play and possibly could have made that. And I enjoyed the episode, made the episode better. Was Kerblam? Yeah, true. No, because the thing was is like again, and I, I say this a lot in the, throughout different episodes of our podcast is you know writing 101 is if you put a gun on the wall use it yeah so yeah, i really thought it was gonna play a big part so obviously when we first watch the first episode you know we're watching uh, i think the first episode is the only time it ever comes into play like where you see it come to play yeah there are maybe two other instances, maybe three, throughout the series where they mention it. Yeah, because there's, in the first episode, if you remember, it comes into play where you see him riding the bicycle at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then at the end. But also, he was trying to climb the ladder with Yaz and slid down it mm -hmm. because he didn't have the balance. And then throughout the rest of the series, he could climb ladders, no problem. Right, and then you're talking about in Kerblan. Where they're on the conveyor belt. belt. And just jumps down like it's no big deal. Like, he says that he has it, and that, the, like, he says, you know, but the problem... And then the TARDIS at the end, which, the, that would have been it. So, uh, if uh, I was writing... Yeah, if yeah. I was writing, there was so much in that title. Resolution. Okay, so much in that title. So, if I'm going to give him that, this handicap throughout the series, put it into play throughout the series. Make it an issue. Make it where maybe... That prevented him from saving someone, and it really hit him hard. And then at the end, where they're in the TARDIS and he's trying to save his dad, he overcomes it. Yeah, exactly. So, like we talked about in the episode, uh, last episode. Set, last write episode, me, sign me up. I can write this. <laughs> that yeah, that one that could have gone one of two ways if you're writing it well. One would be like exactly what you just said is that throughout the series, he has moments where the dyspraxia causes him to fail yes and because of his failure something happens mm -hmm. that, that destroys him his self-confidence the episodes the arc furthers he gains confidence through whatever and then when you get to resolution his he gets to that moment where his father is being sucked out you know with the dalek on him and you think possibly he could fail, and then he succeeds. Overcoming... Yes. Overcoming that right. to save someone. And it, it's not going to be his father. Or... The, like I said last time, which is... That's the moment where the dyspraxia comes into play and causes him to so fail. He's so close, and he falls, and his dad gets sucked out. And it's right. one of those slow-motion moments where he's just... Right. And that leaves you the with... The hand a, was like this. 
or something, like, just so close. Right. And then he fails, or he just can't get up on his feet to get there. Right, or, like, he's, he's literally falling away. He's on the ground, and he's trying to reach up and, and grab his, him. And like, depth perception is bad, and he reaches, but he swipes. Misses. Yeah. And his dad goes. And then, again, yeah, that's a dark ending, but it leaves you with, like, wow, okay, like... That would have been so... I said it during the review of the New Year special, is I believe that his dad should have died there. Yeah. I agree. I think it would have been... Or I like what you just laid out. Yeah. One of those two would have been fine. But the other one couldn't have happened because they didn't play out dyspraxia right, that way. Right, right. So with what we had, I think his dad should have died because I think it would have also brought a big resolution and a big change to Ryan's overall character that could have set you up for something in Series 12 where he's just broken. Yeah. Yeah, it leaves it much more interesting in the characters. Because as of right now, there's nothing... Left. Like, there's nothing besides the fact that, we're, hey, more adventures in the TARDIS with these characters. Besides Ryan, that... Ryan Graham's story arc have concluded. Yeah, it's resolved. Um, Yaz didn't have they haven't, one. Yaz didn't have anything. And that's the thing. They say that Series 12 is going to have more Yaz-focused stories. If you would have done it correctly in this one, you wouldn't have to do that. That and I mean I'm to be just to be honest I don't have any problem just removing her from the story at all. Well, I don't have it. Yeah, but what I mean is like Mandip Gill, the actress. I have no problem with her. I don't. It's hard, you know. People take when you say things about characters, they think you're talking about the, the actors. You know, no, I'm talking about it's like the when actor. you criticize a, a work of art. Yeah, you know, I'm, you're I'm painting. About... You're not talking. You're not trying to criticize... I mean, you are, guess, criticizing the painter, but you're not attacking well, them personally. Well, yeah, because you could have two paintings side by side by the same person, and you think one is crap and one is fantastic. Right. You know, it's... In this part, in just Doctor Who, the characters in Doctor Who, Yaz is very, very uninteresting. Yeah, it's just a fact. Like, She's the one that goes off and does her own thing, but it ultimately leads to nothing. Well, not only that, but just, like, she offers nothing... Of value. Uh, not just that, but more. She's like a. She's just there as a almost like a gopher. Like I know that yeah, they, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, Graham makes that joke, but like it's more uh, applicable to Yaz. Ryan, I felt less that way. Like I don't feel like Ryan has some good parts in in it. You know, he had some good moments, but but I, I feel like Ryan was the counterbalance to Graham. Not only in the sense that that they had their own story arc of being, you know, somewhat related and not being related. Yeah. The that family the, is more about more than just blood. Right. The besides that arc, they were the Brian was like the counterbalance to Graham in the sense that he was young and he was impulsive. More, yes, and he was more in touch with the modern side of things. Yeah. So I probably would have. You know, I might have been okay with just a Graham Ryan companion companion yeah. thing, but it's hard to say. But I, it's just Graham. Is, okay, so in my opinion, not only was Graham and Bradley Walsh just just fantastic in the series, but think about it the back the background story that they gave you for him, bus driver, his he got married to Grace. She dies. He embodies her credo basically. You know, he loves Ryan. The background they gave you at the beginning, they utilized through the entire series. That's a good point. Bus driver. All of it. That's a good point, yeah. And the other two, I mean, Ryan kind of was like the dad and stuff. 
Well, but Yaz, everything they gave you to set her up was never used. Right. Ever. Right. Nothing was brought up. No, it's true. That's actually a really great point. It's true. I, I mean, I can't really think of anything where Yaz being a police officer or anything like that really mattered. It didn't at all. I want to, not that she was a companion, but she obviously played a, a, a big role in the series was Grace. I, I think Grace was an, a very great character. Honestly, I think Grace, in the short time we saw her, was better than Yaz overall. Sure. And I think <laughs> that Grace, the character, served her purpose well. I agree with you there. It gave, it did what it needed to do for Graham's character and the char- the series, I guess, the series overall, and then when we got her, saw her again, it really mm-hmm. pushed forward Graham's character because he almost lost himself, right? And then rediscovered himself. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I keep bringing up Graham, but it's just it all coincides with how great the writing was for that character, right? Like, because it's interesting to see good writing like that at the very, very same time seeing. Like, good character development, bad character development, paralleling each other. Yeah, we had it. We had... Actually, we had all three. We had great character development in uh, Graham. We had moderate development in Ryan. And we had horrible development in Yaz. Right. I don't know. So, what I'm scared of is that now that they have this Brad train going, Bradley Walsh train going, and this Graham train going, that they're going to, in next series, coast off that and make his character less interesting. You mean like they're gonna overcorrect? Is what you're yes. saying? Is that they're, they're gonna, gonna be like, oh, people already love him, so they're not gonna care if we don't give him as much. Right. Yeah. I I agree that I, I wouldn't want that to happen either. So talk. We've talked about our the main TARDIS crew. Mm-hmm. The flip side of it, let's go over some of the villains that we saw throughout. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead. You know what? I'll, you name me a villain, and we'll just go from there. Well, I think as much as, as sad as this is to say. The most prominent villain throughout the series was Tim Shaw or yeah, Sim Shaw, whatever. whatever you the, yeah, Tim him. Shaw, the Tooth Monster. He was when I first saw him, very interesting. A horrible character design, teeth like doesn't yeah, make any that, sense. Yeah, that was really dumb. But horrible design. We obviously hear his name in a couple episodes, so we assume he's the quote unquote arc of the series. Mm. We'll come to find out absolutely was but his character was still uninteresting i mean yes he has this vast knowledge of his race mm-hmm. that he i guess what is it the ux was that what it was called, they were called oh you're talking about the the pair the yeah two. the two people was it the ux mm-hmm. it was something like that yeah and <sighs> he pairs it with their magical abilities and is able to create things and do things right that makes him seem like a god right you know was his you know but He's a cheater that was trying to be a god. Is basically his entire arc. But he's still even... I will say that when he comes back, that was more interesting than right. half the villains that we saw in the series. But I still didn't like him. I don't want anyone to think that I liked him as a villain. I just think his reappearance was more interesting to me with the way they wrote the episode with the Ux mm-hmm. than most of the other villains in the series. If that makes any sense at all. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I. It's just with that. It's hard to even call it an arc. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. But I mean, ultimately, it was. Ultimately, he was the arc of the series. Yeah, I just I don't know. 
I, I feel like I really don't have much to say besides I thought... No, we don't. There's not a whole lot to say. Like, he was just not... Uh, it was not very well written. I think we could it quickly was, go through these villains. If, if you were writing Doctor Who, like, like how they write South Park. Right, where you know, Doctor the whole Who, thing is a it has its, its own episodes. Each one's its own episode, but it also has a humongous arc. Well, not only that, but they write Doctor Who. I'm sorry, they write South Park in six days. Yeah, in six days. Yep. So if let's say they, it's it's obviously not even remotely imaginable to write this and produce this, put the show on air in six yeah, days. It's not animated, so it's just impossible. But let's say we're in a universe where it could be, you would write. The first episode, the one who fell to Earth, you'd put, let's say they everything's the same. That episode would air. You would never bring that character back again. You would look. You would hear the. You would look at how it, the audience felt about it, and you'd be like, nope, it no. just it didn't yeah. work. Um, but they obviously had to stick with it. I don't. I didn't find him interesting. I don't think we'll ever see him again. No, I don't think so either. It was an ugly design, and that's fine because I mean, Doctor well, I say, I say, we won't see him again. But they zoomed in on him with his hand on the thing at um, the end. Just, I really think he's going to break out of that just stasis. Leave it. I think they're going to bring him back. Just leave it. If they were smart, they would let that uh, that just die there. Yeah, just leave it. Um, I'll, you know, I guess we talked about the Dalek, even though that was the New Year's special. I mean, I liked, I liked the Dalek. I thought it was interesting. I enjoyed the episode. Now, that I, if I think back on it, I enjoyed the Dalek in that episode. I did. I mean, it made... <laughs> I had more fun with the Doctor in that episode than I had in most of the other ones. Her action rolling and stuff like that. Right. I really enjoyed that. Um, the Dalek was cool to me. I mean, I know we got some new, like new info for a Dalek, like a different type. You know, a, you know, a scout. Um, yeah. And had some different abilities we never seen before from the I hated Daleks. That, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good, a new way, an interesting way to bring in an old villain. You know. Yeah, okay, I'll say this. Let, let me say this about Resolution and I guess the, the the Dalek. I thought that the Dalek was the most, or one of the most interesting villains in Series 11. However, I found that to be one of the least interesting Dalek episodes in Doctor Who. Well, maybe, but... I think I liked it more than just bringing back a regular Dalek to do whatever. I agree, but just, you know, we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah, there, was, there was plot holes how they even captured this Dalek and how it's been said countless times one Dalek could rule well the planet. Written. That's yeah. my, that's my yeah, great. It's not well written. One Dalek could, rule, could take over an entire planet. You know, we've heard that so many times. Could wipe out the entire human race. But yet, primitive spear people captured this one right you know but we've talked a lot about we talked about that we're not gonna beat it beat it over the head it's just i agree how it is probably one of the most interesting villains but it also still wasn't really done correctly but it was an interesting it was a i like the episode I mean, we've had some weird dalek episodes yeah, before obviously we have. Remember the, uh, um the hybrid yeah the, the dalek uh, dogs take, no what was it dalek dalek's Take manhattan dogs take, no that, the angels take manhattan is the name of the episode is the name of an episode that dalek's what is that one Called. I can't remember, but it's when that Dalek... The people. Yeah, yeah. and the Dalek sec becomes... Yeah, Dalek sec. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about probably the funniest, in my opinion. I don't know. It's definitely the worst, in, in my opinion, villain 
in the series, which is the Solitrag. <laughs> horrible, 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 horrible idea. Okay? Like, that ho- I have beat that episode to death. Yeah. Like, that episode, I, I can't think of another one that I just ran into that. Because there was so it's much. Just, the more that we did, talked about it, the more it, it just fell didn't apart. make sense. Yeah. yeah, like that episode made absolutely zero sense. Yeah. Okay, there was so much about it, and if you don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to that episode. Yeah, it's our okay. it takes you away episode. Yeah, yeah. it takes you away. I, I'm not gonna bring any of it back up. I'm just saying that it was a horrible episode. I will say that the villain, quote unquote, the right. villain was a, a universe of its own self, a conscious universe. That could do whatever it wanted to do in that universe. That's such a you know. Wait, you... please. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> do whatever it wanted to do in that universe, but yet the doctor has knowledge of it because from her childhood, from her childhood in the stories. But the stories say that the the solid track universe, our universe, could not exist with the solid track in it, right? Our universe could not exist with the solid track in it. So our universe had to expel the solid track to its own universe in order for our universe to come together. Mm. What pushed it out if it was the only living thing that was in the? Uh, I wanted to say a bad word. Yeah. Okay. It made zero sense. What I'll say about the solid track is this ribbit. (laughs) Yeah. The obviously (laughs) we'll get that. Okay. The the fog (laughs) thing was such a. Oh man. That I watching that I was like this is this is meme city right now this is the like, frog with Grace's voice you literally couldn't have done anything else like, use Grace herself like yeah well it could have like it it could have been anything else and they chose literally a frog it, but with Grace's voice made it just even worse. like I I said that in the episode though like if a frog like was an like something that they mentioned throughout the series that she like. Love frogs, and then maybe, maybe. But it kind of brought maybe. it together at the end. There, it was like, oh, she got this frog necklace and stuff. But whatever. What? Remember when we were watching that episode and they introduced Grace, and you were like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. I was like, oh no, they're gonna ruin it here in a second. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, yeah. That episode had a lot of potential, but the thing, uh, Ugh, I think they just tried to. If you can, to even like try to conceptualize a. A conscious universe. Couldn't they have just? It's so, so difficult. Couldn't that to universe do just go? With. Couldn't that universe just have gone? Hey, um, I don't want you in here, Crush. Well, like yeah, and the, the other thing is, <laughs> like, is, like it has infinite control of its universe. Saying some, a conscious universe is like saying, to me at least, that, that air like, is alive. Yeah, or like time is conscious. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Like that. It's like time or air around us makes its own choice. If it yeah, wanted to, at any moment, it could hard. kill us. Yeah, it's just too hard to conceptualize. But you said it during our review of that episode that the Doctor even talking about that, the Solid Track's history, it, how the Doctor just all of a sudden went, wait, it's a, it's a Solid Track. Right. Just how did you, what led you to know well, that they, it was a conscious universe? Right, right. The, the thing, like, you know, they used the, the writing is something about she was told that as a child from one of her seven grandmothers it or was something like, like that. Uh, grandma grandma number five or something or whatever yeah right they do that a lot in doctor who and i that's why i even said in the review that i didn't fault the episode too hard about it but it is definitely true where they do a thing where they get to a point i can totally see it in my my mind's eye of them writing uh, 
out what's going to happen, and they get to a point where, like... How do we explain this? How do we explain this? Oh, bring up the Doctor's past. And the Doctor... They can ju- the Doctor... That character is great for for uh, depositing, uh, you know, dialogue that can help move the story along. Yeah. Because... The, how else would you do it? Right. Not how else would you do it, and also, that character... The... There is nothing that character can't know. Yeah. Like, you can ex- that character can explain anything. But, I, again, I can understand where they were trying with that character, the, the solid track. I do, but man. But it was just bad. I, there's just so much about that episode, like I said, go listen to it, that just was bad. It made zero sense. I, I, have, I don't think I've ever seen anything that's had so many plot holes. Yeah, you want to talk about another bad villain from this series? Remember the Morax? Is that the one during the uh, the Witchfinders? Witch finders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you, if you listen to our review of that episode, I was hooked. I liked that episode right up to the reveal of the villain, and it just completely went. fell apart. It killed the entire episode for me. Horrible, horrible. Right. It was really bad. Like the they this alien thing that that were locked. In- uh, this this tree was a prison that had locked them under the earth in a and the earth was a prison for right. them and just I had, man it was just it was bad like so and then their reveal made they took over that girl the the whatever the freaking name was took her over and just kept the hair and the dress yeah but had really a bad deep boy they looked awful it it was. It was just not. Yeah, it was just well again done. another. Like point. I think it would have been better, and I said this in an episode, if they would have just revealed it as being a real witch. Yeah, I, I saw. Or something. It just they they had a theme this series of episodes, like falling I was about apart. To say that. Yeah, they had a theme of having villains just fall flat. Like they that things like that was their theme for the series. Because you know, there's so, a lot of episodes of Doctor Who and other TV shows where you don't understand what is going on until the reveal mm-hmm. later on. Well, you get to the reveal of most of these episodes and it's just like, what? Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, we'll talk more about a little other minor villains. Remember in Kerblam, the quote-unquote villain was... Charlie. Yeah. I I enjoyed that episode, and I thought they did that fine. I know you had some different viewpoints on it, but if I had to choose a villain, because you weren't a fan of the, what did you call it, where they misled you to think something else, and then they ended up being... Bait and switch? Bait and switch. There you go. I could not think of the word bait and switch. Words. Bait and switch. But you weren't a fan of that. I thought they. I thought the episode was. They fine did that with it. a lot this series. I know, but I thought like, that episode was great with what they did to it. I didn't hate that episode. With what they did to it, the how they did it, because then it makes you go back and think about what happened in that episode, and it made it make it made the episode make more sense. So I, I enjoyed that. One of the, one of the episodes I did not enjoy. It was very early on with the villains was the spiders. Oh right. That. Uh, we, oh man, basically in that episode, they wrote it, got to a part, and went, oops. Well, again, it's exactly what I just said, where they get to the reveal, and then it just falls apart. They, they, you have this spider, they just get all the spiders locked in a room, don't hear anything else about it. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, you never get any resolution. 
Yeah, no, no to, yeah to. to it. And then, of course, the big spider just gets shot. shot. Right. Like, and never brought up again. Right. Like, um, the, the thing about that episode was, is, like, there were... I wasn't really super enthralled about it, but I was like, why are, you know, obviously interested, why are these spiders around? And then the reveal is, oh, well, we had toxic trash. Yeah. And then uh, the toxic trash expanded, you know, the lifespan of these spiders. It inhibited and, their growth in their lifespan. Right. And then or whatever. Like, it, was, it was just bad. So now it's like, oh, there's no master plan. It's just that these spiders just are a habit of our, na- you know, nature and everything. And then, of course, the quote-unquote villain is the guy Robertson or whatever is like the politician dude, horrible, or whatever, who's like was like a play on Donald Trump somewhat. I guess, but he was just horrible. And then, again, yeah, not inter- super interesting. And then, like you know, you get the reveal, and then it's like, yeah, it was it was bad. And the, like we said, their episode is like they just got to a point and went, crap, we only have five minutes left. How do we end this? And, and they he finished just it. like shoots the big spider and like the episode over. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. And everyone just walks away and they're happy. Like we have no idea what happened to like they they used music to trap those spiders. And whatever happened to them. Yeah, whatever. And how now, do we know that that was every single giant spider? Too? How do we, yeah, how do we know that it was successful? Because there were spiders all over the city. Yeah. So then you had like villains like the Pating. You know, which I was super interested with, but then as I thought about it, I just ruined my own like enthusiasm for the char- the villain. You know, because you see this villain, it's it's like the mix between a, a freaking Slovene and oh yeah yeah the, it was a Slovene and a uh, adipose adipose yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, yeah. a Slovene and an adipose and it just fell super flat because it didn't make sense to me. How right, right. The, There's a lot of plot holes in some and that one, and I'm not going to beat that against. I'm not going to just give it. A, but the the gist of what we're saying is that the villains in this series, as a whole, were very uninteresting. Okay, so can I get you to agree to this? I will. Yes, sure. What's up? Worst villains of a Doctor Who series ever. Absolutely. Even if there were some that I kind of enjoyed, if I were looking at the series as a whole, bad. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. There. If, again, you know, you have situations where, you know, we have had Daleks come back, Cybermen, we've had Weeping Angels, we've had, you know... Um, when I think of a series, that I, when I think of other series that we've had, like you said before at the beginning of this recording, mm-hmm. there have been episodes that we haven't liked, villains that we haven't liked, but I can't think of a whole series, but I didn't like any of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, like I said, Charlie, but... Still, as a whole, they were not really a villain. Yeah, man. but still, as a whole, it was it was it was bad. Speaking of bad, the music. I know you're gonna bring it up. Awful soundtrack. If you bought the soundtrack to this, I need to know why. Yeah, I I okay, like I totally get that they were going. You know, the the biggest theme, I guess, if I were to add a theme to this series of Doctor Who, is um, complete change you know they're the camera yeah changed, yeah everything, everything changed. changed and so i get it you know they were trying something different it just didn't work yeah the the music especially when they would do like modern music in it or like music with lyrics i guess is just weird it was that was very very strange to me like i I don't remember what it was. What song was it? Like a Lady Gaga or something? I don't remember what it was. But it, it wasn't was, Lady Gaga. No, I'm just saying. What you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. It was just weird, you know, and very, very just. It felt not like what Doctor Who is about. And again, 
you know, they were trying something different. I can't, I can't be but mad the, at them. The ominous but. tones for the composing of the music was a part of the Doctor Who universe to me. Right. And you just kind of took it and was like, nah. It was, yeah, it was either the music was either there was, what so bland was that we had, you like, didn't even notice it. I can't remember what episode it was now, but we had one episode. That, and that's how uninteresting the music was. Because I think we had one episode where we were like, oh, yeah, there you go. That was okay. I think it was Resolution. Was it Resolution where we were like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that was good. But again, you know, none of it, like, super stands out. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't even think if there is a theme, because, you know, every doctor, quote-unquote, has a theme nowadays. I don't know if this one does or doesn't. I, if I can't, I can't picture. Because, you know, when I think of, like, uh, the 11th Doctor, for example, you know, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, like, yeah. that, that, that felt. Yeah, I'm not going to beat the music anymore because it's, it's just bad. Let's just stick it at that. Um, so we talk about the set, different settings that we had throughout the series. Like where we went on it, on the adventures. Um, was there any, like, places or planets or anything that stick out in your mind? No, because we, we, unless I'm just remembering incorrectly, we had a lot of, like, Earth stories. Well, we had Demons of Punjab, uh, It Takes You Away, Witch Finders was on Earth. Woman Fell to Earth. When we fell to Earth, the one directly after that, uh, Rosa, Rosa, Spiders, uh, Arachnids in the UK, UK. Uh, Ghost Monument was not on Earth. No, Ghost Monument was not on Earth. Seringa Conundrum was, was not, not on Earth. Earth. Kerblam was, was not, not on Earth. Earth. And that's that. That's seven out of ten that were though, right? And Resolution was on Earth. The la- the the one before Resolution wasn't on Earth either. Okay, so yeah, so that's let's just say. I'm going to say 60% of the episodes... Yeah, five or six. ...were... Earth. ...were Earth. And even the ones that... But the ones that weren't... ...weren't very interesting in terms of the planet we were on. They were pretty much all deserts, other than the one that took place in a spaceship. Well, yeah, see, yeah. Saranga Conundrum obviously happened... On on the ship. Quote-unquote... No, I don't want to say it was a bottle episode, but they were on that ship the whole time. And then... It was like midnight, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Final episode with Tim Shaw and the Ux mm-hmm. were on like a desert planet almost. Ghost Monument was like on a desert planet almost. Mm-hmm. So the planets we didn't get to go anywhere interesting. Like when we went to the planet of the Ood, you know, right. you know, it was all snow and stuff. You know, we didn't get to see these interesting places where they walk out and see this grand, grand universe or this grand planet that they've never noticed before. We hear stories where we're like, "Oh, I took you here to see this." Mm. But you don't actually get to see that planet, right? There was a, yeah, there wasn't anything that jumped out at me. No, there was um, not a single setting in my mind that I go yes, this one. Yeah. Other than maybe like I said, Kerblam, because it was the only one that was different in a way, because you were inside of a factory. But yeah. even that, that's what I'm saying. It's the only one that kind of stood out in terms of. I mean, that one could have, that episode could have been on Earth, you know? For it, all yeah, it could have been. But um. Uh, one other thing we talked about it, you know, the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and I think um, to give my final overall review, because I, I probably everything I'm going to say I've probably said already. Yeah, but I'm probably. just going to say it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the new TARDIS. Um, why? So first off, we didn't get enough of it at first. We did get a, a good deal of it in resolution. So to for me to have an opinion on it, and then when I finally got it, I don't t- 
mind the console with the giant crystal thing on it too much. Would you hate the piers? But the the pillars, yeah, with the, like the, they look like giant crystal tentacles. Yeah, they're so big, they're so large. That makes the TARDIS look small. It makes like one the TARDIS is smaller. Oh, it's vastly smaller. We went from having Capaldi's uh, TARDIS where it had the levels. levels with books and a liquor cabinet and right all this stuff to being huge to even previous ones when you go back to Tenet and 9 where he was able to get underneath it and, and 11 where he was getting underneath the console and it, it it just they took this and went we had stairs leading different places this one has a walkway right and then it's just those things are so big that like it almost feel like it would be hard to even shoot and like, I think that's why that we didn't get a, a lot of the inside of the TARDIS we got throughout the series was very you never got full body shots really of anyone mm-hmm. it was very waist up because i think of what you're saying and so i don't mind the tardis i'm the the crystal things don't really bother me if they were to somehow just expand the tardis just a little bit just make it a little bit bigger comparing it to the all new who it's the it's the worst one yeah that's my point yeah it is no i agree with you i'm saying it's not it's not good you know, I like having things happen inside the TARDIS. I, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the console room that um, the Eleventh Doctor had at first. I loved it. The, like the, the like it was like a antique kooky type yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought that was fine. I was much more a fan of the like once he got the second console room, and then you know, obviously the Twelfth Doctor's room was, was so similar good. to it was that. So they good, just though. kind of expanded it. It was some. so good. Yeah, I, I, I appreciated that much more. I like that kind of regal, How it had the, clear-cut The look. Gallifreyans symbols yeah, up top yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it was really nice. Like and said, like they said, the like, staircases and, mm-hmm. you know, it had a better. chalkboard. You know, but it just... It had a much more of a, like, a professor-type vibe to it. For the TARDIS to look bigger on the outside, it was definitely smaller on the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So... <laughs> it's true! Let's get down to what... First, let's pick our worst... Like, the what we thought was the worst episode. I think we're gonna agree. What we thought was the worst episode? But I wanted to hear what you say first. Oof, man. Okay. Well, if I have to pick the... Now you got me... Now you got me being like, oh, man, if I if I don't agree with him, I then. think picking the worst episode is probably harder than picking uh, the yeah. best episode. The worst episode to me... Do you want me to tell you what no, I think? No, 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 Or do you... It... It takes you away. Yeah, that's my choice. Yeah, it has to be because it, the, the, I tore that episode a new one. Yeah, it takes you away is probably my... Uh, I was... In the review, if you have not listened to me talk about that episode in the review of It Takes You yeah, Away... you really did rip it apart. I, I literally went on a tangent. I don't think Jay spoke for like five, six, seven minutes. Yeah, you really like went on a tear. I just lit into that episode because it was bad. Like, if it, it takes you away is probably... Me. Like, the one I think is the worst. If I were to do a close second, it would be the Serangan conundrum. If, I don't know, if I had to, if I had to do a close second, yeah, maybe, maybe Serangan conundrum, or I also wanted, I, I kind of also wanted to say Witchfinders. Like, I did not, I thought that episode, it, it had its fell moments, apart. but it fell apart. And that's the only reason I probably would put it maybe third. I did third. like the, the King character. He was great. Um, I thought the episode was great up until the reveal of the villains, which is why it's not my second or my worst favorite worst right. episode. 
Just it takes you away literally. It was the whole episode was made zero sense. The more you think about it, the more that episode is just. It, it literally makes zero sense. It's like 15 people wrote that episode in separate rooms with no interaction with each other whatsoever and then came together and put their pieces together. Yeah. Best episode. Best episode. And you uh, can count the New Year's special. If you yeah. Well, I, I want yours first on this one. Okay. My favorite episode. Is favorite <laughs> a strong word, be honest. It is. Well, I mean... Your most liked of the series? Yeah, of this series. But yeah. it doesn't mean have to. it has to be good. It yeah, just yeah. means it was the one that I found the most watchable was Kerblam. I probably agree with you on Kerblam. Like, I actually enjoyed that episode. Like, I, I found it to be the most watchable. Was it perfect? No. I enjoyed I liked that Resolution all right. I liked it. If I had to pick a second, I'd probably pick Resolution. Um, I... Other than that, though... Like there was there was no standout episodes to me, and everyone here is probably listening to us right. Or I'm gonna say right now, but you know this was recorded and then edited and put out. But right, right. Timey wimey, timey wimey. You're listening to this, going, why didn't y'all mention Rosa? And it's because to us, and we've said it before, you don't have to agree with us, but it, it was not an interesting episode to me. No, it didn't really stick out on my mind. I mean, I, we it, had it, one it, of the, it, I guess if we'll say this, because we talked about villains, was that villain, I, what was his name? No, there's a reason we didn't bring him up, because that's how non-existent he was in that episode. Like, yeah, he yeah, just was it, not. It made zero, uh, you know what, I don't even get, I don't even talk about that that villain, because it's it, that also is someone that just made absolutely zero sense. But... In in four years, I'm gonna be honest with you. In four years, when they when I when I go back and they go, hey Sean, what episode? If you had to think right now, what episode do you remember from series eleven? I'd probably go Kerblam. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, well, what about that one with Rosa Parks? And I go, oh yeah. I'll remember it. I'll remember the, the episode because they they just there was such a hubbub about it. Like there was just yeah. One. But it was it didn't stand out in my mind in terms of like if if. People weren't talking about it as much as they were. I wouldn't even put it anywhere. Anywhere on there. So I got a, I got a question for you. It's a big one, I think. Mm. So, and I think this is what everyone's been kind of waiting for, mm. is out of five Jelly Babies, what would you give this entire series as a whole? In the entire series, including Resolution. Including, yeah, including Resolution. I would give it... And I, this is not an aggregate or a, no, this a is, this is of what my remember, scores were in the past. Every episode was its own entity. We reviewed it off its own entity, but as a series as a whole, okay, it was yeah, because this is something you said. Like this is a big thing that we would talk about, especially in the first uh, few episodes of our podcast about mm-hmm. series eleven. Was you were like giving things benefit of the doubt based off of what it could be later on. Yeah. And well, now it's later on. Well, right. So we've seen it all. So what a 2.0 out, out of, of five. 5 jelly babies. I I'm very man, I'm very close to you and I'm I'm only giving it a I'm giving it a 2. Point like 25. I Which think. is interesting cuz I feel like you've given episodes more Yeah, higher scores. I have absolutely. But, but again, I've had time to mull over the series as a whole, calm down from it, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking at those individual episodes. Right. You know, it's because you can't you can't come to me and say, "Oh, Sean, you gave this episode a four, this episode a three point seven, or this episode of three point five, this episode of two point five, and all together your series would be a three point two. Right. You know, because the episodes were their own individual identities. Mm-hmm. So now I'm reviewing the series as a whole, mm-hmm. which is a completely different thing than reviewing each episode as its own individual thing. 
Yeah. Okay. So the series as a whole, I have to give a two point two five. Okay. And I think a really big part of that increase from yours, and the reason it's not lower, has to do with Graham. Um, I he was great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like he was he was enough to make the series interesting. I think. I disagree. I think if you were to not have him be as interesting as he was, oh, it would have been worse. The sure. series for me probably would have gotten like a one. Yeah, it would probably if without Graham. Yeah, but that's saying that one character out of all the characters in the series was enough to make me give a one point two five higher. Yeah, I that, that makes sense to me. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So that's the only reason it's a two point two five. I think it's because of Graham. If he was not in the equation, I'd probably have to give it like a one. Um, okay, here's a fun little exercise. Three words. If you were to just... Dis- <clears throat> just three singular words to describe this series as a whole, what would, what, what would come to mind? Not very interesting. That's that's three words. That's what you said. Uh, oh, oh, so... I was three different words. Oh, three different words? Okay. Like, uh, okay. but that's funny, though. That's actually really... Yeah. Not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. Oh, well... If you want to do it, if, yeah, I like that. If though. you want to do it that way, if you want to do it that way, three but, different words, uninteresting. Okay. What's another good word? Uh, let's see, uninteresting, uninvolved, and kind. Kind. Okay. I would say bland. Yeah. Okay. I would say lackluster. I almost said that. I would say bland, lackluster. What's a word to describe that? It, it reminds me of the episode, remember, where Madame Bastra is questioning Clara? Yeah. And she, the one word test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, truth is singular, you know? Uh, so I would say... <sighs> so you have lackluster and bland so far. I know this is going to be a weird, uh, a weird word, but I'm going to say it, and I'll explain why after I say it. Fruitless. Fruitless? And what I mean by fruitless is, is that there was nothing that came out of this series that is that will be memorable to me. It doesn't make me excited for anything coming up. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm excited for, and this is this is a the, probably the saddest thing for me, is that I'm looking forward to series twelve for it to fix series eleven. Yeah, no, that's fine. I said kind because that was pretty much a whole gist throughout the series. Sure. No, I, I see what you mean. It just... And don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, the, um, hey, guys, if you disagree with us, that's, that's fine. fine. I just, I mean, like but, I said, we're just, we're not professionals. We're two guys just giving our own opinions. But I, I, I will genuinely say this. I do not like Series 11... And I'm not happy to say that. I did, I absolutely, and I feel the same way about how you went into it. I did not go into it hoping for it to fail. No, I, if you're, if you, if you haven't listened to, because I, unfortunately we know some episodes from our past are not on Anchor. Right. So if you have not listened to those episodes, you hear us quite, what's the word I'm looking for, quite, Often, often talk about how we are super excited, and we thought Jody was the perfect person to, to play this part. Right, right. Our first, the very first episode of GBS was the reveal of the new 
Doctor. Yeah, and we were we were all that over was almost it. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, we were all over it. And it's not like my opinion has changed. I just don't think it was done well. I okay. I think the writing was bad. Okay, so the I guess the point you're trying to make, and I, I agree with this point, is is that while we were not we were not happy with how series eleven turned out, we are still hopeful for the future. Yes, absolutely, and. You know, it's just, but time will tell, and we have until 2020 I know. for it to go on. But in between then, stay tuned for more episodes. We're going to do reviews of other episodes that we haven't mm-hmm. done before. Right. Audio adventures. Right. Heck, maybe even a comic or two. You know, it doesn't matter. We're going we're, we're gonna to still keep bringing content until we finally get a new episode come 2020. Right. So, obviously, we're, we put the... The uh, exclamation point period, whatever you want to say at the end of our talking about Series 11. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it more in future Doctor News. But it's time to, you know, look to the future, I guess, by looking to the past on other things. We'll do reviews of other episodes coming out. So I'm actually really excited for what we've got coming up. Yeah, we can kind of derail and do some things we haven't. Be less... I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Structured, maybe, in a way. We can just kind of have some fun now at this point. We're not right. talking about things that have, are happening. We're talking about things that have already happened at this point. Mm-hmm. And just having fun with who now. Right. And, obviously, we're going to keep those coming out through Anchor. Yes. And all the different platforms. Speaking of Anchor, though, if you haven't already, head over to anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. You can see all of our episodes. You can go through all the back library. Another cool thing you can do is support the show. You can do a monthly subscription. All that money goes directly to making the show even better than it is already. And we appreciate everyone who's done that so far. Thank you so much. It, it goes. It does not go unnoticed. No. And right now we we it just it's it's all sitting there. Everything we've gotten sitting there for when we're you know we want to get better equipment because our I'll say it right now our goal down the road is to be able to do this. Uh, video form, video format. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason and I are just sitting on, across the table, so that way you can see our expressions when someone says something. We're just waiting for them to get done to be like, "No, you're stupid," <laughs> you know. So <laughs> we we do that occasionally. Yeah, we do do that. And uh, another cool thing you can do through Anchor is you can send us messages, which we appreciate all the messages you've sent us already. You can send voice messages that could be potentially played on the podcast. You can ask us questions about literally anything about topics that we've talked about on the show as well as topics coming things. up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Doctor Who. If you want to know certain things, uh, you know, not, you know, I'm, I'm going to say personally, but that sounds kind of weird. You know, if you want to know something sure, personally about us, you want to ask personal whatever. questions, I, I mean, care. ask what you want. I'm a very uh, open guy. I'll tell you I anything. Care, whatever. You know, that's because that's on you. If you, <laughs> if you ask that question, be, be careful what you ask. And uh, one final plug we'll talk about is that you can like our Facebook page. If yes. you go to facebook.com slash gbspodcast, you can see all of our posts about episodes that are coming up, as well as seeing pictures and things we do from conventions. It's a really great information hub about all things GBS. Absolutely. And to all y'all that have shared our podcast or told other people, that, ha- and because that must be what's happening for our podcast to just take off as it has. So thank all of you and continue to do so. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. But it is that time. I'm Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our Tarses, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye.